Come on, I just couldn't wait. <laughs> Hallelujah, what a great morning. Praise God. Uh, your Royal Majesty, Lord Jesus Christ, we just acknowledge your presence in the house here today. And we just thank you that you presence yourself among us. You said you'd be here and we already acknowledge that you are leading as the head of the church here today. So we just say, we love you, Jesus. Lead and guide. Speak through me now for your glory, for the glory of our Father in heaven. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Precious Savior. God is good. Thank you, Ian, for getting up and sharing that word. I felt a um, confirmation of that in my spirit as Ian was speaking that, or just before he spoke it, uh, God gave me this picture of this hand. Have you ever seen that hand that reaches out through the clouds? And uh, sometimes you've seen it in picture form, this big, great big hand coming down through the clouds. And that's what God wants to do. He's, he's reaching out and he wants to latch onto your hand and he wants to pull you up through the clouds uh, to your heavenly seat, uh, seated right in his presence in the throne room of God. But then there were some people that I uh, believe were just holding on. They wanted to have a hand up there and they were holding on down here. And I think Ian said, just let go. So I just affirmed that word there. I had that same thing. That's why I said I affirmed that. So there you go. Well, we're talking about legacy today. Tafari Little John, wasn't he awesome last week? Yeah. Glory to God. Man, God is moving among the Maori people. We honor the Maori in the house today. God is moving among the Maori. He's raising up Maori to be great warriors in our nation. Yes, he's going to use you if you're European, but we honor our, our Maori brothers and sisters in Christ. Great things are happening in, in, through our Maori uh, people in the congregation here and throughout Northland and throughout Aotearoa. Praise God, have your way. He used them in the past, and he's used us together, and we, we are really just blessed to have our Maori brothers and sisters with us. We honor you in Jesus' name. We value you. Hallelujah. Wow, what a gift that young man has. What a warrior for God. Speaking about taking dominion. Hallelujah. So we've been going through three themes the last three months. So this one starting with legacy. It was outward focus two months ago. Then last month was identity. Now it's legacy. Legacy. God is, wants you to leave you a legacy. You know, Martin Luther was once asked, if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do? Do you know what his answer was? He said, I'd go out and I'd plant a tree. See, so, so the blessing, so there'd be something that would continue to grow and grow and grow long after he'd gone. Do you know your life is like that? I want to speak about that this morning. Leaving a legacy that will grow on and on and on long after you leave this planet. We have, we, we have inherited a legacy from those who have gone on before us. When the gospel came to this nation in, in the 1800s, for me, my parents and grandparents and probably great-grandparents were believers in Christ. They prayed for their descendants faithfully. I have an inheritance, a heritage. A legacy was left. And now it's my responsibility to pass on that legacy uh, to others. But there was someone else that left the legacy 
And it wasn't such a good legacy. Way back in the beginning, that was that our forefather, Adam. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. What happened was Eve was deceived. We've heard that recently. But the problem was Adam wasn't deceived. He just outright, downright rebelled. He wasn't deceived. His eyes were open, and he actually just rebelled against God. And then he wanted to hide himself. If we read in Romans chapter 5, and verse 12, we read there through one man, that's Adam. Sin entered into the world, that's selfishness, sin. And death through sin. So death spread to all men. When I was younger, I rebelled too. That was the sad thing. Those rebellious years of my life were some of the saddest years of my life. When I look back now, the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It tends to cast a spell over us. Sometimes we don't even know that there is a rebellious spirit there. And we wonder why things are going wrong in our lives and wondering why we're going down through the valley or seem to be stuck in a valley in the quagmire sometimes. And then there's that hand that's coming down and he wants to lift us. Our Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, our Father in heaven. Rebellion and self-will will be a curse to you and to those around you, but especially your descendants. If there's things that you haven't cut off in your generation, it gets sometimes passed on to the third and fourth generation. That's sad. We need to address these things right at home. We need to start at home when we're talking about these things. The good news is that the blessing and the goodness of God goes on for a thousand generations. I want to position myself to receive blessing not only for me and for my marriage, yes, but also for my family, for my whanau, for many generations to come. Glory to God. Sounds like someone else does too. I was hoping that would be the case this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that was Adam and his legacy. It was a sad legacy of self-centeredness and all about me. But then there was Christ, the last Adam. And what a legacy he's left for us. Still in Romans chapter 5, but verse 19 now. And Paul, uh, the writer says, he says, by one man's obedience. First it was through one man's sin. Death reigned over all men. Now it's by one man's obedience. Many will be made righteous. Many are made righteous. You know, Jesus was obedient. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the night he went to the cross and laid down his life for us so that we can partake of him in communion through the bread and the cup. That night he said, when praying to his Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. See, Satan, who brought a seed into creation, was all about I will. You know, when we're born and when we have children, I want it. You know, we're, all, we're born selfish. But Jesus is showing us another way. He says, not my will, but yours be done. I want to ask you this morning, whose legacy 
are you living? Is it Adam's legacy, a legacy of death, or is it Christ's legacy, a legacy of life? I know what I want to live, a legacy of life. Where I say, not my will, Father, not my will, but yours be done, no matter what the cost. And not only just on a Sunday morning, but in every area of my life, including my marriage. Glory to God. Thank you, sister. Ruth, praising the Lord, singing hallelujah. Praise God. And the bank balance. Good. That's, that, that'll be coming up after that declaration today as well. Praise God. So we have been left a legacy in Christ. A legacy, I looked it up, it's a bequest or an inheritance or a heritage. It's something that has been left for us. Jesus died, basically, and we're beneficiaries of his will. And he's the one that inherits all things. All things were made by him. Everything's sustained by him. And he's left us an inheritance. That's why we have all authority in heaven and on earth. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. Do you realize what is mine? And then he says, just go. Go with that. Come on. I love this stuff. Wow. Jesus took back dominion. And he wants us to take dominion starting at home. We always want to go out there and start prophesying. And, and on Sunday, we want to be in the thick of everything and in the community. You know, it'd be great if we can lay hands on someone. What about in the deep inner recesses of my soul? What's going on there? At home, where nobody is looking, but someone is looking. Someone who knows all things. Or even, even right deep within me, he knows what you've been hiding from your husband or wife for many years. <laughs> or from your mum or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa who are praying for you. Glory to God. Take dominion at home. Deal with things in here. Our life is a legacy. I want my life to be that tree that's planted that's just going to bear fruit on and on from generation to generation. See, in receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we receive all and inherit all that He is, not that He was, but that He is now, and all that He has. Heaven's resources are ours. We're blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. One of the first and greatest things that we receive is forgiveness. Jesus was on the cross and they nailed him there. Wicked hands had nailed him there. And he says, the creator of the universe says, Father, forgive them. Wow. For they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that they're nailing the prince of life to a, to a cross. Forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness is very, very important. And once you receive forgiveness of your sin and you turn to the Lord, receive Him as Lord of your life, well, then it's incumbent upon us to give forgiveness to those around. I wonder if you've always forgiven people. What about in the past? Sometimes we wonder why we struggle, but there can be strongholds of unforgiveness in our lives. Receiving forgiveness is important. We will never be able to love our neighbor as ourselves or value our neighbor if we don't realize the value that God has placed on our lives as his children and that in his sight we're precious and we've been forgiven by him. We need to receive that forgiveness. 
We receive perfect righteousness. It tells us that in Romans 5 and 17 that we've received abundant grace and we've received the gift of righteousness. God becomes our Father. What an inheritance. He loves us with the same love that He gave His Son, Jesus. We stand in Him complete. That's awesome. We, we receive it by inheritance. We receive favor and blessing in our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. Divine favor. The favor of God daily in our lives that we can just walk with Him and receive that blessing. You know, Ruth and I want our lives together to count. We don't want to just live for self. We don't want to just live in this world a few years and then go out and it's all been a waste of time. I want to leave a legacy. I've been created unique. We've been created unique. You've been created unique. And God has got a legacy for you to live out in your life. I better not tell any jokes. I was thinking of a joke then. You wonder why I paused. I've got to keep my mind on the job. It was, a, it was about a unique rabbit, but I'll leave that. It's got nothing to do with the service at all. No, you're not getting it. Our life is a legacy. The truth is that right now, you are working on that legacy, your life's legacy. And it's a legacy that you're going to leave here in this world one day. So taking dominion, it starts in our own life before it then starts in the lives of our children. And if we've never learned to take dominion in our own lives and, 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 and over that inheritance that we received in Adam, you know, every corner of our soul, is it submitted to the Lordship of Christ? Or are there things that we're holding on to? not wanting to let go. Because what will happen is the fruit of death will come out in our life and it will be passed on to our children. Now this is searching stuff. I'm not wanting to get you down here in the valley. I'm wanting to lift you to the mountaintop. But we've got to be real here this morning. Take dominion, even over the thoughts, what you look at in this life, what you allow to come into your computer database here, you know? Was it David that made a covenant with his eyes to not look at any evil thing? Something like that. And the Bible tells us to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Are you doing that in your life? You might be able to hide things from your wife or from your husband, but you cannot hide things from God. So first in your own life, then in the life of your children. So often we're trying to say no to our children and trying to deal with stuff in their lives and we've never dealt with it here. And then we wonder why there's rebellion. And then once you've dealt with it in the lives of your children, you then can go out and take dominion in your community. But it's in that order. And then in your country, over our nation. But you can't take dominion in your country and your community if you haven't taken dominion at home. Good. Praise God. I can sense something happening here. 
That's good. There's some, some connection. You guys aren't clapping. You're not looking too happy. That's good. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You always get a long stick and you prod the snake with a stick. That's what I'm doing here now. That's all right. We're taking dominion. Hallelujah. Now, I want to turn to uh, Philippians chapter 2, and I want to just share two important things there. Verse 3 of Philippians chapter 2. And the first thing that's very important in life is humility. So verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind... This is the opposite to the enemy. He wanted to be higher than God. God's way is the opposite. In lowliness of mind, let each esteem or value others better than himself. Hey, that's good. Humility. The Message Bible says, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. That's humility. We can do that here, eh? I value the gift that God's given to Ian and Sophia. I value the gift that God's given to my wife, to Reuben. I value the, the gift that God's given to Tafari. You know, I, I don't need to be up here all the time trying to be a legend. I'd rather leave a legacy than be a legend. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Where were we? That's the first thing, humility. Verse 4 of Philippians 2 says, and this is care for others, not only humility, but care and love for one another. It starts at home, then it starts in the church. It's got to start in our marriage. We have to show love to our wives. We have to care for them, nurture our wife, nurture that relationship. You men out there, yeah, let each of you look not only on his own interest, that means, yeah, I've got to peel the spuds sometimes. It's a nuisance, though, eh? But yeah, okay, Ruth, I'll peel the spuds. Come and cut the meat. Do you know what? I give my, when I go and peel the spuds, I give myself 500 points. Do you know how many points Ruth gives me? One point for peeling the spuds. It's a real letdown. Then I cut the meat, and I thought, mate, that's got to be worth at least 50 or 100, and she gives me one point. So at the end of the week, I get a sticker, and I, no, I don't. <laughs> let each of you look out not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others can we do that can we put others before ourselves starts at home starts at home starts by by serving your wife not just being there and think i'm the king of the mansion i'm the king of the home i'm, I'm the king of the castle it's my castle we're hitting a nerve over here on the right hand side of the church glory to god i know it's working <laughs> hallelujah and then verse 5 then verse 5 goes on to tell you about Jesus and how he did all this and he says let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus and it tells you how that he came from heaven he didn't lift himself up, himself up like Satan wanted to do he was in the form of God but he went right and was obedient unto death the death of the cross so that he could lift us up so that hand of God could come down and say, come on, my son, you're accepted in the, in the beloved one. You're accepted in Jesus, my son. I've made you accepted because I want you to be in my family. Glory to God. So Jesus modeled this humility and this care. He's the good shepherd that went after the one sheep 
that was lost, and that was me. Praise God, he found me. I had strayed a long way away from God, but he came after me, and the Son of God loved me, and he gave himself for me. Glory to God. I'll just grab a corner. Our life is a legacy. Thank you. A godly legacy begins when we in intentionally create a home that honors God. Starts at home. We're going after the home today. That's where, that's where it all happens, at home. Have you got a home that honors God, that puts the Lord first? Or you just do that on Sunday when you're in front of everybody else? The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Not when he's young. You train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Every morning, we have to put Evangeline on the bus at half seven. The bus comes. We sometimes leave home at five past seven. She doesn't want to be late. She wants to be there on time. Good on you, Evangeline. And, uh, but before that, we read the scriptures with her. Even though it's only five past seven in the morning, we give the Lord the best part of the day. We pray with her. We sow the seed of the Word of God in her life so that a tree will one day grow up. We train up a child in the way that they should go. And you here as parents, you have a responsibility in your home to honor the Lord and to read the Word of God, to sow the seed of the Word of God, not only daily in your life, but in the life of your children. If you want to leave a legacy, don't put aside the Word of God. You need a family older. You need to uh, do communion with the family at times. You need to actually put God first. That's where it all starts, at home. Sometimes you're so busy, you put work first. You put the uh, inland revenue first, and God gets the dregs. Perhaps you put each other first. I don't know. Maybe you put yourself first. I don't know. God knows, because he can see inside your home. I can't. I don't even want to have a look. Only joking. I know you guys do all this stuff. Only joking. Come on. Don't be like that, eh? You guys you know, getting all ruddy ruddy. <laughs> oh, good grief. Where was I? Train up a child in the way that they should go. Glory to God. So there's a couple of very important things, especially not to miss out when you're teaching your children. And you have to model this in your own life. With your own parents, Ephesians 6, verse 2 and 3 says, Honor your father and your mother. Maybe there's something that happened in your family a long time ago, and there's been some rebellion there that's never been dealt with, and now you're wondering why there's the fruit of death coming out in your life. Are you honoring your mother and your father? You say, My kids always rebel, they always do this, they always do. What about you? What are you modeling? In training up the children in the way that they should go, you are to honor your father and mother, verse 3, that it might be well with you. That means that you might have a good life and that you may live long on the earth. A good life and a long life. I rebelled and I could have been killed. I had a, a car head on with a motorbike. It was only the grace of God that sees me here today. I could have had a very short life. In fact, there's many of um, uh, my friends at school who I went to school with are now passed on into eternity. Rebellion is no good, but honor is good. 
honor one another, but make sure you're honoring your father and your mother and modeling that before your children so that it might be well with you and that you might live long on the earth. A good life and a long life. Yes. Come on. I think that's good advice. Training up our children. Proverbs 3, verse 10, uh, 9 and 10. So honor your father and mother, but then it says this, honor the Lord with your possessions or with your substance. And with the first fruits, not the leftovers, the first fruits of all your increase. And then there's a promise there again. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats overflow with new wine, with wine, olive presses overflow with new wine. Are you honoring the Lord with the first fruits of your time and your energy? See, when you're honoring the Lord, you're honoring your brothers and sisters in Christ because He dwells in us. He dwells in this temple. If, you're, if, if I'm honoring you, I'm honoring Jesus. We're, we're part of the body of Christ, the church, which is His body. We've received of His fullness. Now we're honoring Jesus in one another. We're putting others before ourselves, and we're honoring the Lord with the best of our time, we're, we're, if we're serving in the band, we're there on time. We're, we're willing to go their extra mile like Jesus did. If we're, if we're serving in the car park, we've got a big smile on. If we're on the door welcoming people, you know, that is what we do. That's how we model things in this family. And you can do that at home. You can honor the Lord with your possessions. The first of your finances. We don't, we don't uh, use a big stick here at Excite and say you've got to give a tithe. and you've, you're, you, We don't put you under law here. But we tell you that we, we just give. God loves a cheerful giver. We hold things with an open hand. That's what Ruth and I do in our family. We share what God gives us. And he always sees that we've got enough. He blesses us. And uh, it says in the New Testament, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. It's like turning the tap on. The water won't flow if you don't give out. But by giving, you allow God to bless you with more. By honoring Him and acknowledging Him with the first fruits, you're saying, I'm acknowledging where I got all these blessings from. Where my blessings come from, they come from you, Lord. And so that's what we do. You know, a reputation can be made or destroyed in a moment. But a legacy takes a lifetime to build. And if you don't like what you see coming out in your family, in your own life, in your marriage, it's time to have a look inside and start reflecting on these things and start at home. When I say at home, don't start at home with the wife. Start at home with yourself. Let's get that right. We don't want our wives, uh, you know, we just want them loved. We want our wives. I mean, I didn't mean I don't want our wives. We do want our wives. I'm happy with my wife. She's a blessing from the Lord. Hallelujah. So go out today and plant a tree. Leave a legacy, a legacy of righteousness, a tree of righteousness. You are that tree. Your life is a legacy, and you can leave that legacy for others, especially for your children. I want to close with um, this man, Jonathan Edwards. He was born in, I think, uh, 1703, and he was an American revivalist great man of God, Jonathan Edwards. Now, a couple hundred years later, someone did a survey on Jonathan Edwards and his wife and their descendants. There was about 1,400 descendants. 
And do you know how God blessed his descendants? Well, among his descendants, there were 1,400, there was 13 college presidents. There was 65 professors. Wow, that's not bad for one family, eh? There was 100 lawyers. That's not bad for a family, is it? Whew. 30 judges. Goodness me. That's staggering, isn't it? Blessing and favor. He honored the Lord. This was a man of God. 66 doctors and a dean of a medical school. That's impressive, isn't it? Imagine that with your descendants. What do you want for your kids and your children's children, your mukapunas, for your tamariki and your mukapunas? What do you want for them? Start dealing with stuff here at home. Do you want to give them a curse? Do you want the curse of death to go on from generation to generation in your family? I, I haven't finished. There was 80 holders of public office, three U.S. senators. Come on. There was a, uh, mayors of three large cities in the U.S., there was governors of three states, one vice president of the United States of America, and one controller of the U.S. Treasury. That's not bad for a family. Do you realize, my brother and sister, that you're leaving a legacy and your life is a legacy? It's time to look at the tree. Go out and plant a tree today, but plant your life. It's time to look at the tree and look at the fruit and say, no, I want to take dominion. There's some things going on in my life that God's put his finger on this morning and excite church. And as I've been sitting there, the Spirit of God and listening to Pastor Paul, the Spirit of God has been speaking to me. And I know that the Lord wants me to change that thing. He's speaking to you. It's easy to blame your children or your grandchildren. But your life is the legacy. And it's time to take dominion here. And when you've taken dominion here, you can take it in your family and then in your community. Glory to God.